This is a trigger warning that the following podcast talks about eating disorders. There are also references to depression. If this affects you, please see the show notes for resources. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Welcome to the next episode, episode 32 of the Eat With Ali podcast. In today's episode, we will be establishing the difference between having disordered eating and an eating disorder. We will be talking about key differences between the two. What is disordered eating? What does non-disordered eating look like? Types of disordered eating? And then on the other side, what is an eating disorder? The impact of disordered eating and eating disorders. And also a few coping and prevention tips. Now, before we dive into all of the topics of today's episode, I will tell you why I'm proud of myself this week. I know you're just dying to know. So first of all, I have been making the most scrumptious breakfasts ever. And yes, you heard me right, breakfasts. Because I am improving my sleeping habits, which means I'm eating breakfast. Isn't that fantastic? That on its own is something to celebrate. Anyways, so I'm having toast. Yeah, that's right. And this toast contains light cream cheese, avocado, smoked salmon or an egg, beetroot, breasted tomatoes, and a happy smile on my face as I eat it. Doesn't that sound delicious? Oh, and of course, salt and pepper. But yeah, that's been my breakfast as of recently. And I am such a fan. It makes me feel happy. It makes me feel energized. And it's just delicious. So what else could you want? I am going to Muay Thai and the gym as well. And then you feel the happy endorphins afterwards. So we love that. I also am writing my shopping lists in order of the store. And by that, I mean, I imagine the store. And then I imagine where the items are located. And then I list my shopping list in order of appearance of where it will be. And can I just say that this is a lifesaver? That is my recommendation for this week. Please go, if not already, and write your shopping list in order of how the store would present the items. Because now, I have no reason to go back and forth between the store. So that's always great. And besides that, I went out on the weekend to do some gin and wine tasting. Not a fan of wine, but the gin 
was quite an adventure and it was delicious i will read the gin that i purchased it was oh that's my other recommendation for this week go and do some gin tasting with your family your friends your partner yourself or do the wine if you like wine but i prefer gin for sure so this was like a blood orange gin it's called australian mystery gin and it contains juniper berries cardamom coriander cassia bark and blood orange and it was mighty good so please go and do some gin tasting and pick out your favorite gin there was a close call there was another like peachy drink a mango i think it was actually and that was also really good but that was more sweet and this was interesting so go do that unless you're under the legal age of drinking of course otherwise you can go and make your shopping list in a convenient order okay and you can also know the difference between disordered eating and eating disorders by listening up from now. So disordered eating and eating disorders share some similarities, but it is important to be able to recognize that they are not the same. We'll be going into more depth, but disordered eating refers more to the abnormal eating patterns. And these eating patterns don't necessarily meet the criteria for an eating disorder diagnosis. And then on the other hand, eating disorders are clinically diagnosed. People that have an eating disorder may have disordered eating behaviours, but not all people with disordered eating on the other side will have a diagnosed eating disorder. Of course, every individual will have a different situation, and it is definitely advised to go see a medical professional. But welcome back to another educational episode. So thank you very much to Very Well Mind, Eating Disorders Victoria and MedicineNet. So the key difference between disordered eating and eating disorders is that disordered eating do have a lot of the same behaviours that occur in eating disorders. However, they occur less frequently or less intensely. So the main difference between disordered eating and eating disorders revolve around the severity of the symptoms. And this actually tells you as well that so many people struggle with either disordered eating or eating disorders. So there are so many people that are struggling. And no matter how severe or how less severe it seems that someone is struggling, the point is that they are struggling and everyone deserves to feel heard and supported and cared for. So no matter if you feel like your symptoms are more severe or less severe, in both cases, your feelings matter and your health and your well-being is so important. It can also be more difficult to recognize that someone has disordered eating. In some cases, disordered eating is more subtle, like the symptoms, so it's harder to recognize. Doesn't mean it's less serious. In both cases, someone is struggling. And if someone is struggling with disordered eating, that can lead to the early onset and development of an eating disorder. So some traits of an eating disorder include extreme concerns about calories, significant changes in weight, obsessive thoughts about food, impaired functioning due to counting calories, binging, exercising, purging, or other behaviors, and also obsessive thoughts related to body shape and weight. And disordered eating traits include eating for reasons other than nourishment or hunger, engaging in binging or purging or calorie restriction irregularly or on a limited basis, also eating certain foods or avoiding major food groups. And now, We'll go into specifically of what the two are. So, what is disordered eating? Disordered eating involves behaviours that limit choices, restrict food intake, which leads to discomfort, having a sense of being out of control, 
or create negative emotions including guilt and shame. It involves disordered relationships with food, exercise and the individual's body. So it involves having abnormal eating behaviours that occur on a regular basis, however it does not fit the specific criteria to meet the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. But in saying that, it has the potential to become very dangerous. So disordered eating may still happen frequently, just maybe not as often as someone that has an eating disorder. However, both behaviours are very important to be addressed. The symptoms of disordered eating are similar to those of eating disorders, although these behaviours are either less severe or less frequent. So some examples of physical symptoms for disordered eating include significant fluctuations in weight, changes in bowel habits, stomach complaints and pain, feeling dizzy, weak or tired, fainting, changes in menstrual regularity, including stopped or missed periods, changes in skin and hair, such as being dry and brittle, and having acid-related dental problems, including cavities and erosion of enamel, and that is caused by purging. Emotional signs include being preoccupied with weight, food, dieting, calories and carbohydrates to the point that eating and managing weight become a primary concern over other activities. Another sign is performing specific food rituals, being preoccupied with body image, shape or body size, or a specific part of the body and also their weight. Also significantly limiting the variety of foods that they eat by restricting whole categories of food and only considering a very small number of categories of food to be safe to eat. And some disordered eating behaviours include eating due to boredom, eating to deal with emotions, eating as a way to cope with stress, eating the same things every day, engaging in limited or irregular binging and purging habits, feeling guilty for eating or eating certain foods, self-induced vomiting, labelling foods as good or bad, skipping meals, using diet pills or supplements to lose weight, and taking an all-or-nothing approach to healthy eating. The affected person may also fast to lose weight, exercise compulsively, have continuous episodes of night eating, and feel distressed with any changes to their current eating patterns. They may also feel out of control when they eat, eat for comfort rather than hunger, and have a distorted body image. We'll be going into eating disorder symptoms as well, but as you can see, it is similar to those that are struggling with eating disorders. However, keep in mind the frequency and the severity. But before we get into that, we're going to look into what non-disordered eating looks like. So this includes having regular meals throughout the day, snacks as well, also having variety. So eating a large selection of foods from each food group, also allowing treats like desserts. Another sign of non-disordered eating includes eating for pleasure, so not having so much guilt and shame when you eat, and being able to enjoy what you eat, and also having celebratory food. Example, a birthday cake on someone's birthday. Another sign is being able to adapt to changes in routine. So this includes just in general, and also to do with the foods that you are eating. So being able to eat new foods and not having those feelings of guilt and shame surrounded by that as well. And also being open and excited for spontaneous social meetups, which can lead to eating lunch and not having all these horrible feelings with it. So non-disordered eating is having a healthy relationship with food and feeling content with eating more on some days and less on others, eating foods because they taste nice, 
not labeling foods with so much judgment with all the fear foods and good and bad foods. Treating food as a small component of your life and not making it the primary focus 24-7. And also having a positive attitude towards food. And there are many causes for disordered eating. Some examples include, of course, culture and society. And keep in mind that these examples are not to blame, but they do have an influence on decisions and behaviours. So, culture and society, which of course includes social media, movies, online influences, and celebrity culture, which can distort body image and lead to unhealthy relationships with food. Other causes can have to do with mental health conditions, including depression, anxiety, or obsessive compulsive disorder, which is OCD. Also, stress or difficult life changes can trigger the onset of disordered eating patterns. And these patterns include loss of appetite or eating for comfort. Another cause can be trauma, as people can feel more vulnerable. So as you can see, disordered eating and eating disorders are fairly similar to each other in terms of signs, symptoms and causes as well. We're going to dive into eating disorders now. And have a listen if you can and have a listen and see if you can identify any of the differences between the two. However, after I go over eating disorders, I will then go over some key differences between the two. So, eating disorders are a complex condition that are categorized by abnormal eating habits, and these habits impair health and an individual's ability to function. It is also listed in the DSM-5 which once again is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Did you notice that this is a manual for mental disorders? Yeah, that's right. So if you haven't been able to link the two together, and the two are your eating disorder and your mental health, well, there's another reminder for you. And it's okay if you haven't made the link between the two yet, because keep in mind that it took me a recovery and then a relapse to realize that my mental health had a huge part of my eating disorder and that my mental health was so important. I felt like I swallowed a red pill, you know, like the blue and red pill. I took the red pill and I realized that mental health has everything to do with your eating disorder. So it's okay if you haven't made that link yet, but here's another friendly reminder for you that your mental health is so important for your eating disorder recovery and just in general. Anyway, when it comes to eating disorders, there are the three most common eating disorders, which are binge eating disorder, anorexia nervosa, and bulimia nervosa. I've done a whole episode on these eating disorders and a few more other common eating disorders, but just as a little summary, I'll go over some of the symptoms for each of these three eating disorders, and then we'll move the fuck on. So anorexia nervosa is a type of eating disorder that is characterized by an intense fear of gaining weight and having severe restrictions of food intake and a distorted body image. People with anorexia nervosa often see themselves as being overweight, even when they are severely underweight. So some symptoms of anorexia include having an intense fear of gaining weight, having a distorted body image, having severe restrictions of food intake, exercising excessively, having a preoccupation with food and weight, and having an extreme weight loss. People struggling with anorexia nervosa often go to extreme lengths to eliminate the calories that they consume. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? 
United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And this is what leads them to excessively exercise, induce self-vomiting, or using laxatives. So although many people with anorexia nervosa are underweight, it is not required for the diagnosis. The latest diagnostic criteria requires losing a significant amount of weight through the use of unhealthy behaviours. Then we have binge eating disorder. Binge eating disorder is characterised by episodes of binge eating followed by feelings of shame, distress and guilt. People that are struggling with binge eating disorder often consume large amounts of food even when they are not hungry and they feel that they cannot control their eating. Symptoms of binge eating disorder include feeling out of control during a binge, eating large quantities of food in a short period of time, feeling guilty, shameful or distressed after eating, and eating without being hungry. And now we have bulimia nervosa. Bulimia nervosa is categorized by episodes of binge eating followed by purging behaviors, and this includes vomiting or using laxatives. Those that are struggling with bulimia nervosa also have distorted body image and have a fear of gaining weight. To be diagnosed with bulimia, a person must engage in binging, and binging is consuming excessive amounts of food in a short period of time. So to be diagnosed, binging is part of it, and having a sense of feeling out of control. Keep in mind again that of course it is very important to go see a medical professional. This is a very brief explanation as to how eating disorders are diagnosed. And it is also mentioned that to be diagnosed with bulimia, a person must also be engaged in the repeated use of compensatory, self-induced purging behaviours such as the use of laxatives, diuretics, vomiting and extreme exercise to avoid potential weight gain. So some signs to look out for for eating disorders include constantly feeling cold and wearing thick layers to stay warm, also wearing baggy clothing to hide weight loss, avoiding social situations where eating may be involved. Another sign is engaging in periods of extreme food restriction, 
exercising excessively to prevent weight gain or to lose weight. Also, hiding, stealing or hoarding food, only eating in private, having a poor self-esteem and spending a lot of time preparing food for others and then refusing to eat. And also having symptoms of anxiety and depression. And these eating disorder behaviours take up quite a bit of time and also mental energy. These behaviours affect a person's life in areas where you should be able to function normally. And it includes your home life, work, school, relationships. And that is not on. And this leads to the impact of eating disorders and disordered eating. Eating disorders can cause many health consequences. And there can be an increase of anxiety, depression, social isolation, and just have a negative impact on the quality of your life. And disordered eating can progress to an eating disorder. So it's so important to detect these signs and try to seek help as early on as you can. Because as I love to say, the bigger the habit, the bigger the hope. I've literally never said that before. What I'm trying to say is, the longer you've had a habit, the harder it is going to be to change. So if you are noticing in yourself or someone that you love, a friend, a colleague, a family member, doesn't matter who, just anybody, you are noticing these signs, it would be very lovely to approach yourself or this other person and just extend a helping hand. Please go listen to episode 7 of the Eat With Ali podcast to hear all about approaching and supporting someone that has an eating disorder and use those same tips for someone that you may notice has disordered eating behaviours as well. Remember, it's so hard to change habits that have been so engraved into your head. The longer you've had a habit, the harder it is going to be to change. And disordered eating, besides leading to an eating disorder, can also lead to struggling to concentrate and the ability to focus. If you are spending so much time thinking about food or exercise or your body, this time or focus is being taken away from other things, your daily activities, when you're out at social events, school work, the whole lot. Disordered eating can also affect your social life because as the disordered eating behaviours and thoughts increase, then more the idea of social isolation will come in the head and become a habit. A bad habit. Disordered eating will also bring up a lot of difficult emotions. When you're filling your head with all of the crap about putting on weight and eating certain foods and how you see yourself, your anxiety is also increasing and then there becomes the risk of depression or having chronic anxiety. So let's go over some of the differences between eating disorders and disordered eating. First off, we have emotional relationship to food. With disordered eating, the emotions with food and eating are often neutral. Whereas with eating disorders, there are a lot of negative feelings surrounded around food and eating. There are certain foods as well that may bring up unpleasant emotions. This is when it comes to the fear foods. And these unpleasant emotions lead to eating disorder behaviours. And these behaviours then form a habit the more it's done. Those suffering with eating disorders also have the fear of losing control. Another difference has to do with control. So those with disordered eating will try different diets as a way to solve their health, weight and emotional issues. Although most people with disordered eating don't end up sticking to these diets. Their bodies and their brains are protecting them by making it harder to continue the unhealthy eating patterns. Whereas with eating disorders, there is a lot of drive for compulsive activities that relate to the food and also the body. They are driven with this irrational sense of control. 
So a person that is struggling with an eating disorder may know that their behaviours are irrational and harmful. However, this does not lead them to trying to stop it or wanting to recover. And then they continue to suffer physically and mentally because they are finding it hard to build a healthy relationship with food. Another difference between the two has to do with body image. With disordered eating, someone that is struggling with it may compare themselves to other people and judge their own bodies. They can also be concerned about their weight and their body size, however it does not control their thoughts and their behaviours. They may also have a targeted weight that they'd like to achieve, and if they achieve it, they feel satisfied within that. They're not instantly trying to get to an even smaller size. Whereas with people that are affected with eating disorders, they may obsessively compare themselves to others and frequently weigh themselves. They are constantly worrying about food and weight, with this always being a concern. Another difference has to do with cooking. So those that are affected with disordered eating, if they are to cook, it's not going to cause them anxiety or dread. That is, if they're being careful about what they eat and how much. And then those that are struggling with eating disorders have safe foods that they stick to, and they avoid their fear foods. As a way of controlling how much they eat, they may choose to cook their meals. Another difference has to do with thoughts. So with those that are struggling with disordered eating, they are able to take part of their daily tasks without having their head flooded with thoughts about their food and their weight. However, they can struggle to eat mindfully based on how they feel. So if they are feeling stressed or bored or anxious, that may impact on how they eat and how much they eat. There are also hunger cues. So when it comes to disordered eating, the affected person is able to identify their hunger cues and will meet their body's demands. So they're not struggling with excessive intuitive or emotional eating. But when it comes to those individuals that are struggling with eating disorders, when they feel those hunger cues, they may either refuse to eat at all or decide to then binge eat. And eating disorders can also lead to the loss of hunger cues. And this is because the body has gotten used to disregarding those hunger cues. And then we have social life. So someone that is struggling with disordered eating may still start to withdraw themselves from social events. However, it may not be as often, or they have that fear, but they still go to work past the fears. But in the case where their social withdrawal emotions aren't addressed, it can only get worse from there. The habit is becoming more frequent. However, with eating disorders, they find socialising very stressful, especially when it comes to dinners or lunches, just events that involve food. So even if it comes to a party and there's food on the table, that could be a trigger as well. So because of this stress that they feel, they end up isolating themselves from social situations. So if you notice any of these signs, it is time to start coping and preventing an eating disorder or recovering from an eating disorder. But either way, disordered eating and eating disorder behaviours... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. have got to go. One way you can try to do this, of course, is to use some positive self-talk. Flip that goddamn narrative around where you were insulting yourself left, right and center and start giving yourself some positive love. As disordered eating often involves negative self-talk and self-criticism, it is important to try and switch that around and instead of comparing your body to others or bringing yourself down over your appearance or how your face looks or how your body looks or the number that it says on the scale, you need to start being kinder to yourself. Write down all of the negative things that you say about yourself and then you have to reframe the thoughts. All of them. And you don't necessarily just have to put a positive on the opposite of the negative. You're not just looking for the opposite. You're not right-clicking antonym these put-down comments you were giving yourself. It is important to look at this realistically in order to find reality and be able to start reframing your thoughts. So to do this, please listen to the previous episode, but also look for a different way to think about these things. So for example, if you are recovering and you're putting on weight, instead of criticizing yourself for having a bigger stomach, you can focus on the fact that this doesn't change your beauty and you can also look at it as a sign that your body is healing. All of that weight that the eating disorder ripped out and replaced with negative self-talk and bad self-esteem is now being replaced with healthy nutrients from eating that are going both to your brain and your body. Another thing that you can do is practice appreciating your body. Practice accepting your body and focusing on looking after it and learning to appreciate it for what it does for you. This will become easier if you, of course, stop weighing yourself 24-7, if you let go of unrealistic body standards, and this will help if you get rid of all of those influences and stuff, especially online, that are just consuming you and your focus and putting your own body down because you don't look like someone else. And it is, of course, going to help you if you know some great things that your body actually does for you. So let me tell you why. Because our bodies and our minds are connected. And this is why, once again, your mental health is also so important because having a healthy mind is going to help stimulate your body and help you take care of it. I appreciate my body for still functioning after all the shit I put it through. It gave me so many signs that it was struggling. The heart pain, the stomach pain, the weakness, the dizziness, to mention a few. And I ignored it all and I'm still standing. I couldn't have done that without my body and my mind. They're both so important. You need to accept and love both your body and your mind. Do you want to spend your life worrying and one day thinking, what if I just fucking tried to love myself and look after myself? 
What if I just stopped hurting myself, both physically and mentally? Change your what-ifs into your reality! It is time to listen to the signs that your body and your mind are giving you. Try and listen to them as you have your eating disorder voice. Fuck off the eating disorder voice and listen to them. If you are having disordered eating thoughts or behaviours, to stop the progression to eating disorders, be kind to yourself. Give yourself grateful fors every day. Celebrate all your wins. Look for the things that you do great and look for things that you can improve on. Not criticise yourself for, but things that you know that you could improve on and do better. And start working on that. Also, if this is something you are struggling with right now, get rid of the bloody scale. Chuck it out. Burn it. Get it away from you. Give it to someone else. Also set healthy limits on exercise. And have a balanced diet. Eat all of the food groups. Fill your body and your mind with nutrition. And also look through your social media and decide what are you looking at and if that is helping you. Is it serving you? Is it filling your head with crap or is it filling your head with good feelings? That anxiety feeling that you get when you're online, if you get one, that's there for a reason. That is your mind and your body working together as it does. Telling you that you are wasting your time. Filling your head with shit that should be replaced with something else. Go read a book instead of looking at things that are only making you feel bad. What is the point of looking at things that make you feel down? I would love to know. What is the point? Ask yourself, what is the point of looking at something that only only drains my mood? And if you get a point, which probably not, I can't think of any, besides wasting my time and trying to put myself down. If you get a point, ask yourself, is it worth it? And if you're using it as a distraction from facing reality, then that doesn't count. That is also not a good thing to be using. That is also not a good reason, and that is not going to help you. Try and change your priorities so that you are putting your mental health and your physical health at the top and burning all of the unhelpful, all of the negative, all of the bullshit in your life that does not need to be there. And you need to be honest with yourself about what they are. Write a list and separate it between positive behaviours and negative behaviours. And see if any of those negative behaviours are worth substituting it for one of the positive behaviours that you have. This is going to help you have a bit of a reality check and helping you realise that you have good in your life. And that positivity is better and more important than the negative aspects that you were holding on to. So let's say you had on the negative side, constantly looking at the scale. And on the positive side, meditating, going for a walk and having fun with your friends. Would you substitute one of these positive points in order to keep looking at the scale? And hey, if you're honest with yourself, maybe your answer is simply, yes, I would. Well, it's good, first of all, that you have points on the negative side, including constantly checking the scale or whatever else you have on there. The more honest you are, the better this exercise will be for you. And then the next step is going to be reprioritizing what you find important for you, your mental health, your physical health and your well-being. And this will change the more that you grow your self-love. Also start to look at it from another perspective. Think of someone that you love. And once again, if they are treating themselves and thinking about themselves the way that you do about yourself, how would that make you feel? And what support or helpful advice would you want to give them in order to make them feel better about themselves? You should be giving yourself that same 
kindness. And with that, I'm going to refer you to every other episode I've had and of course future ones that are coming up soon. But today, I hope that you have been able to identify the difference between disordered eating and eating disorders and the importance of addressing both of them. Both of them. So thank you for listening. I hope you are working on your self-love, your body positivity. And until then, remember to eat with Allie.